What's up, y'all? It is Lita Johnson, your host with the most. So have a toast to follow the sports podcast. And Philadelphia Eagles are on their way. And the Philadelphia Eagles are not only like a team. You, it's, it's like the more you look at them, first off, I can start off by saying last year, I mean, there was a good roster uh, put together, but, you know, it was a lot of inexperience. And so I still thought 11 wins was coming. But um, Philly, Philly, listen, talk about the schedule all you want. There were teams that came into their season that weren't as good as people thought they were going to be, but they were projected to make the schedule um, tough. Not tough like, you know, top five, but a lot of these teams like Green Bay. Green Bay was supposed to be a playoff team. Um, Arizona, you know, they, they were tough, but Philadelphia made them look pint-sized. You know, Green Bay was struggling all year, and, you know, Arizona wasn't as, you know, it started to go down after Philadelphia beat them. After Philadelphia beat them, that's when Arizona started losing their stride. Tennessee, they they had a hard time, but they were a tough team all year, playoff team, uh, like they are, you know, and Philadelphia made them look pint-sized. You know, Pittsburgh really battled back, a, a tough team. Um, Philadelphia made them look pint-sized. And they, they, at the time, they wasn't as, you know, but after Philadelphia beat them, you know, they started making a run. Um, San Francisco. Okay, well, you can talk about the schedule. Nobody expected New York to be where they were. Nobody expected Washington to be as tough as they were. And, you know, we beat them except for Washington one one when we didn't get New York, we made them look like they shouldn't even be where they were, but they were a team that was winning all year. So I go with the Wii. I'm an Eagle fan. I'm just just being able to explain things like how Philadelphia had to win me. I didn't know where they were, but um, I knew they could beat Kansas City. It's unfortunate the the, the fumble, but Jalen Hurts made up more than he made up for it. But that. He, he made up for it, but he couldn't replace it because just that, you know, if the Eagles' defense would have played better, we wouldn't even be talking about this because Philadelphia had to win going into the first half. Um, defense could have played better. More, I mean, rushing the pack. I mean, all those sacks all year, and for them to be like that was just crazy. Just crazy. Okay, so now you go into this, the camp, the training camp, and the defense. It's just a little different. Um, Jalen Carter... There was some good players in this draft. I was just talking with him, a conversation, and it was really this is a good draft, especially defensively. With Will Anderson is going to be good, Tyree Wilson, these guys are going to be good. Bryce Young, I think him, he's going to be real good. I, a lot of confidence in him. C.J. Stroud, going to be interesting to see how he does with um, with that team. Um, interesting. Now, Jalen Carter is who Philadelphia got. He's a generational talent. You know, I, I feel like B.J. Rob, B. John Robinson was number one. But not only is Carter, you can't argue. I mean, you can, you, he's arguably no no question. But another thing is um, he's a generational talent, no question. Him and B. John are the generational talents in this draft. I mean, I like Paris Johnson. I like the uh, – um, that's my guy's name, man. Brian Bressy. 
Um, and then you look at guys like Nolan Smith, who's a generational prospect. We'll get to that. But Carter's here, and Carter's been impressing the vets. I mean, he's from stepping in the door to get conditioning to he's something different. I think he's a pro bowler this year. I think he just has it, the it factor. But, yeah, Carter's going to be something to look at. And um, Nolan Smith, he was number – I say this all the time. Because you don't get, you don't, Brian Bressy was a number one. It's, it's another guy who is, he's going to be a good prospect, good player. Um, New Orleans got a steal with Brian Bressy. I mean, he's a, this guy is, the thing with him is that he just didn't get enough time. You know, uh, the players kind of like Nolan Smith, like they, they had injuries, both of them. Nolan Smith was number one in his class. Michael Parsons tried to recruit him to Penn State. I'm a Penn State fan. I mean, he was just coming out of high school. You just knew he was different, like special athlete, like special. So fast, quick, from side to side, uh, north-south, going straight down the field. He could he could pretty much the type of athlete you could want to put him anywhere. If he could play quarterback, he could probably be a Michael Vick if he played quarterback. That, you know, he, he's, he was that type of athlete. So that's one thing. He's a gen- it's generational talent. Generational athletes and generational play, generational players, generational prospects, generational talent, and generational players. Your generational prospects come out of high school. Your generational prospects are anywhere. It just depends. Michael Parsons was called a generational prospect. He was top five. I say top five, you can be there, but sometimes, you know, depending on the the the, the rating and um where you're at um, because if you're a generational prospect at seven, everybody above you is also generational prospects. And, and that's how that goes. I mean, generational prospects, look at Michael Parsons. He was five the other guys above him were right there. And that was a great, great class. That class was nuts. It had Lawrence and Justin Fields in it, you know, so, and those were the one and two guys. Generational prospects, both of them, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are generational prospects, you know, um, talked about. And then you you, you got to look at Xavier Thomas to call them the same. They're all above. Um, they, they were all ab- above them. So those guys would be generational prospects. It just lights up the field. Now, when you look at Brian Bressey, this is where I go on this. This is the absolute pin on it. Generational prospect is absolutely the number one prospect. Everybody else is questionable. I'm just giving a fair shot because, you know, you got to if. But at the same time, you don't have to call those guys generational prospects if the number five guy is just a generational prospect and number four. I'm just trying to be fair. I'm just giving you the real order of how things are done. Now, generational talent. A generational talent comes out of college. What you do out after college is that. That is a generational talent right out of college. That is a generational talent. You know what you do now. Generational player, that's out of the pros. Those are your three qualifications. And and Jalen Carter is that generational talent. That He was the number nine in his class. Number nine out of his class. And to get him, it was uh, Philadelphia's never gotten the best or, or, or considered 
or even like, you know, when they got McNabb, McNabb wasn't considered, he, he was right there, you know, with the top, it was like five guys, but he wasn't a generational talent. You know, just because you're a number one overall pick doesn't, doesn't even mean you're a generational talent yet. You're just a number one overall pick. You have to become that guy. You have to be that guy when you're in the pros. So, you know, you had, um, if you're looking at generational prospects, I mean, Philadelphia has one. And the way he's classified, you're talking about Aaron Donalds. And to me, Bruce Smith is the closest. And I think Jerome Brown, Bruce Smith, and Warren Sapp, those are three guys I think of when I think of uh, Jalen Carter, man. Like, he, he's a different difference maker. Philadelphia's gotten a lot of prospects down from Andy Harmon to him. Um, you look at uh, Jernigan, you look at Corey Simon, you look at, um, if you want to go with Jerome Brown, for sure, you know, we don't want to go back that far. Do we want to go, you know, um, you can talk about Mike Golix, you can talk about Red Hall. I mean, those are good players there, but we're talking about big-time players, and Carter could be, he could end up being the best. That's how good he is. Then you get Nolan Smith. I mean, a defensive coordinator wants a guy like this. You can put him all over the field on the edge anywhere. He's fast enough to pressure the quarterback. He's fast, athletic enough to cover guys. He's just going to become a real good player. He's going to soak up a lot of – I think, to me, listen, he'll be the best player in this draft to me, and that's a lot. And I'm still saying Carter's going to be who he is, but Nolan Smith could be the best player out this draft. And looking at Micah Parsons, the Cowboys got Micah Parsons. They got him, right? And he was a guy that ran a 4-4. Nolan Smith is – they just basically got a duplicate in the 30th – with the 30th pick. Nolan Smith could have been exactly where – and to me, Parsons and that draft, top five for sure, but to me, he was the most talented player in that draft, Micah Parsons, and the Cowboys got him. The most talented player in that draft to me was Micah Parsons. And this – and Nolan Smith could have – been anywhere in that category. If he would have went to Penn State as a linebacker, the 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 way they would he would have you know got with Micah got you know and because they're just used to playing linebackers. But Nolan Smith was still a abdominal beast, a big time super savage at at um, Georgia. I mean, he he amazed you his, his his how fast he was, how quick he was, how hard he hit people, how much he can cover, how fast he can cover. You know, like his hands, his feet. Like he 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 was just it jumped out at you, and he could have easily, without injury, been a top ten pick in this draft. Could have been a top five pick. I mean, let's just be real. He's the type of talent that could have been a number one overall selection. Number one overall. He has all those traits. Same thing with Michael Parsons. I said, Michael Parsons was so great in college, you know, a great running back. Seriously, teams thought about putting him at running back. He was that good. Um, Nolan Smith is the same type of talent, and now Philly has that on this defense. It it, the crazy part is you got a sign ready in this man at linebacker, and you still got N'Kobe Dean to think about. But, oh, you're going to forget about Morrow. Like he didn't have a hundred tackles last year with a let like people just downgrade people. Oh, he might not make the team instantly going to L is disrespectful. This man don't have to jump out at nothing. This listen, 
the coach, the coaches know what they like. They, they signed this man for a reason, and everybody should be excited because Philadelphia last year, all their acquisitions had career, just about career years. We're talking a sign Reddick, 16 sacks. Chauncey Garner-Johnson, six interceptions, tied for the league lead. Um, James Bradbury. I mean, people are disrespecting this man. What he has done is not being recognized. He is one of the top three best cornerbacks in the league. And if people don't want to say that Philadelphia has two of the top five, they have the best cornerback tandem in the league. Nobody has the type of elite talent at, at cornerback and productive and been doing it for a long time. And then coming off the years they had, nobody has that. Nobody has two cornerbacks like that. Cowboys got Diggs and Gilmore. They're, they're not even better. Gilmore's not better than Slay. Diggs is not better than Bradbury. These guys are different. So now, um, you look at the linebackers, I think that's going to be the part that's going to be too much to handle. It's too much athleticism. Reddick is coming to do it again to prove to y'all what the 16-sack year was. Uh, Dean is coming to put stamp down. This is a new guy. People can't say, oh, well, maybe he won't. You can have questions about a young player that hasn't did anything. That's fair. Even though he showed what he showed when he was out there last year when he had the time. But Dean is a talent that could have been another top 10 pick, but he got hurt. Top 10. Top 10. This is a blessing for the Eagles to get a guy like this. And he's going to be the guy calling the shots back there. Middle linebacker. So then you got Morrow, another guy who can – you're trying to run the ball, it's not going to be good. You know, you to receivers, listen, Morrow is a complete linebacker. He's like getting – you know, Edwards, if you look at their stats and their career, it's almost the same. It's equaled up. These two guys – I mean, Edwards had a very good year last year. Morrow was on, listen, the Eagles do a great job with acquisitions. Look for Morrow to be another 100 tackle, 120 tackle year. And then, he, you know, Eagles could bring him back cheap, you know, then they were, I think Edwards is a little bit too much at that time. We'll just see what happens. But, I mean, then you look at guys as, in the back, like if Morrow has a good year and they can't sign him, Ellis is a guy you got to look at. Like Ellis has done enough to be like, okay, granted time that it'd be Ellis and Dean. I mean, this is it's, it's a good what they're doing, what the Eagles are doing. Reddick is still here. It'll be his on last year, his contract. Will they sign Reddick? Or let, who, what's going on? You got Nolan Smith right there. Ellis, Nolan Smith. And, and and Dean could be the future if they decide because Reddick is going to be worth a lot of chips. Will they be able to sign Reddick? It's a lot of chips, you know. But just think of it: Ellis, Dean, and Smith could be those three. It could be those three in this defense. It's a very possible, big possibility. In the next two years, it could happen like that. And just, I mean, just, just look at how they're doing things. Kyron Johnson, let's see what happens with him. This is a, I'm intrigued by his, his athleticism and speed, and they got a defensive coach that knows him. It's a shame what happened to Patrick Rock Johnson, who they said was having a good uh, camp, uh, another pass rusher. They got a lot of good edge rushers on this team. Sean Bradley is a guy, special teams player, solid linebacker. 
talent. Let's see what Taylor does. This is not a, a, a position that's, I don't think they're, they're saying it's not like it's not talented. It's just young guys that have proven themselves, having, you know, look, Dean is going to start. And he has it. Morrow's new to the defense. He just got Reddick. So there's got to be questions, but it's a lot of talent on this. They're going to find it inside. Um, they're not going to trade for somebody. It just they, A guy has to be good, like, Baker or Simmons or whoever on their defense going to get time. They got to be real good because there's some good depth on this team. So just looking back and forth, yeah, that, this defense is entirely not looked at as a as it should be. Um, you got Sweat, you got Graham, you got Cox, three guys, seven sacks, twelve sacks, twelve. Listen, that's thirty-one sacks. Just alone, that's back. And then you got Carter and Davis. They're going to get time. And then Milton Williams, you know he's a guy. you got to be excited about him again after having another improving. And then Marlon Tiapolotu, when he comes back, this guy, if nobody knows, was one of the top 20 prospects coming out of high school. Big-time prospect. And he proved it in college. And then you got him. With, like, that's a good – then you got Street. Everybody should be excited just about that. And then Derek Barnett, okay, say what you want, have your questions, but when this man gets on the field, he makes an impact. And you can't say he won't improve. The, the last time he had, um, you know, a little bit of a full year, it was a coaching change. Defensive coordinator change. But everybody else improved off of it. So that should be real big for a teaser, talented guy, Barnett. He could be a guy that could silence all the questions. This this is the year for him. He he got guaranteed money, got a bonus. Um, we structured his contract. He could be the guy that could turn up into a guy that can get a contract with the Eagles. You know, learning from Graham. He, he got a ring. He's a guy I really still believe, and he's a high draft pick, and he did not show no talent. The guy just got hurt. This is a guy that could turn to something and really be a story <laughs> defensive line. Guys who were drafted high. And, you know, Davis and Carter and Barnett. And Sweat was a top 10 recruit, like number seven in the nation. Like, you're talking about something. You got Nolan Smith, Kobe Dean, all high prospects, um, you know, especially Smith. Um, then you got guys like Hassan Reddick, Morrow, once again, 100-plus tackle guy, 11 tackles for a loss. But then the cornerbacks, just this in, this just Mario Goodrich, Clemson player, uh, him and Joe from Alabama and Clemson, when I heard they, they signed them, I said, man, they're going for winners, winning players. That's their whole strategy here. And Joe has proved himself. And now Goodrich is doing the same thing. And then you still got Greedy Williams. You still got Eli Ricks. Um, Zach McPherson. I mean, this is this is not no playing with depth here. These guys are young players who have won. Goodrich has been here second year in this system with this team. So has Joe. Zach McPherson, recruited by Penn State, committed and then transferred. And he was a um, 
you know, another round. He was a second-day draft pick. Okay, and he's a cornerback that has got better and better every year. Another, you know, talented prospect out of high school. Became an even better college football player. One of the top cornerbacks in that draft. And Philadelphia has now, at one time, it wasn't looking like that. They were just signing so many guys from Tay Cowan to so many other guys. You were trying to, like, Mac McCain, you were trying to believe in these guys and see what happened. It just wasn't. But now they got all types of competition here. Because if you look at it, it's Chase Bradbury and Darius Slay. You got those two guys. But um, it's going to be, they only got like two years. So if you look at it, Keely Ringo is definitely next in line. This guy's too talented. He was like fourth in, in, in high school, a player number four in high school overall. Um, I just think he's going to, it was just such a, that's another, everybody talk about Nolan Smith and Carter, but to get Keely Ringo where they got him is just unbelievably bananas. This really was the home run of the draft. Was the home run of the draft. You know, Steen was a good pick, you know. Uh, I mean, but this was the home run of the draft. To be able to get a guy that, that basically could have been a first round pick. Could have been a top 20 pick. Keely Ringo was that type of good player. And he will definitely be, the, after Slay leaves and then whoever leaves first, he'll be a star cornerback for Philadelphia. The thing is, who's going to be number two? Greedy Williams has all the talent. Um, Eli Ricks is my guy who I really feel like, man, to, to be able to get that guy after the draft. I mean, this is what you call a big-time prospect, Eli Ricks. Um, come out of high school, big, big-time high prospect, and – was good at LSU and Alabama. Like, he he showed everything that they thought. He just got hurt. If this man comes with the size, he has the size, too. If this man comes in here to, to look at if they can have Eli Ricks and Keely Gringo, I mean, that could be big. Eli, Ring, Eli Ricks reminds me of, of Revis. He, he's super, super um, aggressive. You know, Keely Ringo, man, he gave Richard Sherman vibes. It just, you know... These two guys could be it. But Keith Greedy Williams is another talented prospect. Mario Goodrich is a guy to look out for. He was good at Clemson. Big-time prospect, uh, big-time player at Clemson. Uh, Josh Job, is he going to get This is going to be a – this is – that defense is not being looked at like that. You go, you go to the safeties. We want to go to the safeties. Um, um, Reed Blankenship, as, I'm a total fan of this guy. This guy – to come in once again, Philadelphia Eagles are not looked at for their undrafted free agents over the last 10 years they have made. I mean, just think about it. Since, let's go back to the Super Bowl year. That's it, getting Corey Clement. Okay, now you look at this and you get a Reed Blankenship. He comes in there and he's, every time he's in there, he's productive. This guy can be a pro bowler. He, he's a heck of a player. I'm a fan of that. Now, Terrell Edmonds is unbelievable. I love that. The signing and, and, and to be able to get him at that price in that one year, on the, this guy's going to be a playmaker. He can play so many different spots on the field. Um, Kevon Wallace, he's starting to play that talent he had from Clemson, man. Um, what I thought he had, he's starting to have a good camp. So where do you go from there? Like, what is, like, where do you go? In that, in that instance, where do you go? Now you got Sidney Brown, 
who I think is going to fall back for a minute. I think they got enough competition there. Justin Evans, I don't think he's going to go quietly. This is a good competition. All these guys have started before in the NFL, uh, got experience in the NFL, been through camps, been through, listen, been been high prospects. This is going to be a good, I think, I mean, Blankenship was a very productive college player. It's going to be a good, good, good camp of safeties. It, never like the defense ever had it before. I, I'm saying last two years, I've never seen Philly this talented. Like, safety was a problem. This, this wasn't now. You're looking at guys who have started, have done things. Look at cornerbacks. Um, the reason why you can be so relaxed on that is because you got Slade, Bradbury, and Maddox already ready to do what they're going to do. And then who's going to be the fourth guy? Is McPherson? Is Greedy Williams going to be there? Is it going to be Ringo? I mean, it's a lot to see. That's going to be a fight, and it's a good one. McPherson's been there many. He's been impressing, he's been impressing the uh, Eagles. Um, he's a um, good high draft pick. Like I say, he was a good high draft pick in the um, fourth round. Um, and you're looking at Maddox, the contract's coming up. He's a guy that they're looking at to be over there. Goodrich is also... Showing like they they have good young corners, and then you got to say where they played at. And that goes for Job and, and and Goodrich playing in championships. Then you look at Zach McPherson being a good three star prospect coming in and, and and contributing at the transfer from a high program like Penn State, going to Texas Tech and, and being one of the top cornerbacks in there. Now you, that's another guy. And then, like I say, Greedy Williams. Excuse me, uh, Greedy Williams. Um, And Eli Ricks, like I say, I I wanted to go back to Eli Ricks. I just feel like it's really going to be convenient. To I mean, it's really going to be exciting to see how this goes. I mean, Eli Ricks was just not your average guy you're getting as an Andre, and I'm really surprised. But he did get hurt. But man, this is a guy that could be a top ten pick as high ceiling. He could be a, even a top five guy if you're looking at guys like um. Sauce Gardner, who came in, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, this guy—he's that good. So I'm really—it's really gonna be interesting to see who is who's good and who in, in the cornerback situation. This is a lot of stuff. It's a lot. But the big thing is this defense. Cannot be slept on. Just to step on who's going to be good this year. People, these are the doubts. People are doubting Brandon Graham is going to be as effective as he was. Now, I, I can be honest and say 12 sacks is hard to get, you know, at that age. I guess I'm not going to doubt. Of, I'm just trying to basically say what everybody's saying. It sounds crazy. Like, he just got it when you didn't expect him to get it. So he has to be a guy that you feel like, oh, he's going to come at you and get it. He's a 12-set guy. Respect is there now. 
respect should definitely be there. And Josh Sweat, he's the underrated beast. He's a problem. And then Fletcher Cox having seven sacks. He's he could have took more money somewhere else. And he's steady proving to y'all that this man's you have to be very, very afraid of these three guys still being back. And then you have a generational talent next to him. And then you have a Jordan. That, oh, my gosh. That is going to be trouble for any defensive line. Like this. And then Milton Williams comes after that. Then you're not going to give the, the love to Street and Tia Polo to, you know. <laughs> And then Barnett, you're going to forget, oh, Barnett's there. You're going to forget all about this guy who's experienced. He won a Super Bowl, a talent. That's going to be a very troublesome defensive line. The thing is, who's the next guy to go? It could be Janarius Robinson. I think he could be because I've seen this guy on Good Morning, <laughs> Good Morning Football. I mean, he has to be a guy that, man, he's already, you know, guys like that. He has to be a guy that, I mean, you've been hearing things about him, but man, for him, for a guy that isn't even on, he didn't just make the team yet, the the 53-man roster, and to be on Good Morning Football, something's big going on. So I'm really anxious to see, like, who, he's a guy, that he looks like a guy that can play. I mean, look at Josh Sweat. You know, he came in there, he, he proved who he was, you know. So this is a defense very, 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 very solid defense to look at. So, listen, man. Um, people are constantly asking me, "What do I think the Eagles will sign somebody?" Could they could? I'm on that. Um, fully on that. It, I mean, that's high Roseman. Now, offense. Where do we go? Quarterback. I mean, Hurts is looking good. I mean, you know, but there's no doubt. I didn't think that was going to happen. Now he's going to rise. He's young. That's that's the great part about this. I mean, don't compare things to Carson Wentz. So Wentz had his time. He had his era. This is Jalen Hurts. So you got to ride on it. You know, oh, what if this happens? There's the things that generally happen when a quarterback is good like that. And then all of a sudden, there's conflict inside the locker room. There's distrust in him. And then this, all of a sudden, the team goes down. No. It's just, so you got to go with the up and up. And Hurts is unbelievable. I mean, Jesus. Mariota, he's getting used to the offense. But Mariota's going to be good. They, he's going to be the type of guy that can – there are playmakers that on the first team that are even make him better. You know, he's really going with the second team. You know, so that's another thing. You're not going with guys. You go, Mariota's going to be okay. Regardless, he's going to get used to the offense. Mariota's going to be okay. Um, Smith and Brown, that's just so unfair. The offensive line, you hear about Cam Jurgens looking unbelievable. If he's that good with, with when you got Landon Dickerson on one side and you got Kelsey in the middle, then you got Malala and John. Johnson, like, yes, yes, this is going to be very hard to get to Hurts. Yes, they have the best. I'm saying yes because, yes, they have the best offensive line in football. And he's going to, Jurgen's going to take over for Kelsey anyway. You have, they're going to have about, I say, four maybe. I mean, with Seals being activated now, let's see what happens. If, if he makes it or not, 
but that's another experienced guy they had, you know, confidence in. A Petta, uh, like Stoutland has solid backups regardless. He's not like he's he's that's what they signed him for. He's that good. Like they're not going to have. They might not be the if he puts four guys in there when four guys get hurt, they might not be as good as the other guy. But they're going to be solid enough to have a good offensive line and. They can win games. They can win big games. That's how good their backups can be. And he trains them to be. So it's going to be something. One thing is you have uh, Dennis Kelly, Tyler Steen, and uh, Brett Toth. And they're all experienced here. Then you, you know, after that, who is who? You know, um, we'll see how that goes on that mark. We'll come back to the line. Um, running backs, this is. Oh, this is murderous. Penny and Swift and Gainwell. It's already been a lot of talk about how good Penny looks and, you know, Swift. I mean, they're going to get the ball. And you got Gainwell. He's going to get the ball. They're going to have rotation, Scott, and then Trey Sermon. This is a very good – nobody's looking at that because of how the, the, the devalue of the running back. But look at how that running back room. Boston Scott has a resume of winning being productive. You know, he's going to return to the kicks. He's quick. He's um, fancy. You know, he's done it. The giant killer. Gainwell, what he did in the playoffs proves everything. I mean, what they drafted is what they got. got it's all-purpose quarterback, running back. Reminds me of Ricky Waters. And then Rashad Penny is the power back that they need with speed. Like, this guy can really go through a hole hard to tackle. You know, he's going to be a very, very big asset. And then you got Swift. If they're healthy, if they get, if they stay in, I say 12, 13 games is, is huge. 11 games at the least. If those guys play those many games with the, they got four running backs. Like they're not even, they got guys that can carry the load. If they can, if it's game well on Scott, if it's, Sermon and, and, and Scott, like they got guys that can carry the load, that can run the ball, and they have the best offensive line. For listen, they're not worried. They're not worried at all. They stacked their running back, and now they got a running back like Swift that can catch the ball. This is what I was saying with Bijan. They got Bijan. I'm like, oh man, they Super Bowl. They got Swift. They got the same type of running back, not as generational, but explosive, impactful, and all-pro type. This guy can definitely be an all-pro running back. You give him the, the ball, you let him be involved like a Marshall Falk was, like a Damian Thomason. That's who Swift reminds you of. And when he gets with Hurts, he's just going to make Hurts. I mean, you're talking about he had an MVP year last, MVP last year. But Gainwell and Swift able to catch the ball out the backfield, the way they catch it. That's just another weapon. Um, Dallas Goddard, okay. See what Stoll did because he's a blocker. But Dan Arnold is a catcher, and we're going to see what happens. If Calcutta, if Grant Calcaterra is coming in there catching the ball and blocking, he can take Stoll out. You know, Stoll maybe be a practice squad guy, but Dan Arnold is a weapon out there catching the ball, and he is going to make that team and be that second other weapon next to um, Dallas Goddard. Whether Stoll or Calcaterra is third, we'll see that battle. But it's going to be Arnold 
and it's going to be Goddard, and that is an unbelievable thing to deal with when you got a six six guy in Arnold and a six five guy in Goddard. I mean, you got two other targets out there. This is going to be a big time offense. Once again, going back to the offensive line, um, or you go to the receivers. I'm sorry, uh, Brown and Smith is. I said that, but. You know, Chris Watkins, if he's doing what he's doing, if they woke this man up, a, four, a guy with 4-4 four, four speed, 4-3 four, speed, if they woke this guy up, this is going to be a, a very t- – um, oh, my goodness. And then um, Illuminate Zacchaeus is a guy – another guy having a good camp. He's a guy that can catch, he can catch the ball. He's explosive. Now you got – nobody's looking at this. Uh, analysts are not even looking at this right. You got four receivers off offense that has the best line in football. It's the first thing. Or, or if you don't want to say the best line, you got to say top three because you're not going to tell me it's four lines. It's only two lines that could be named even close to being better than the Eagles right now. So now you've got that line. If, if you want to say it, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about any teams that are better than the Eagles line. But it's only you can only say possibly two teams. This is just how good this line is. So if you let's say you got this elite line like the Eagles have, and you got an MVP caliber quarterback now. Now you got how many rushes? You have five running backs generally, really five running backs. If you look at it, yeah, you, Scott, Gainwell, Swift, Penny, and Sermon. You got five running backs that you have to deal with. You know, defenses are going to be, you know, tired out. You got a fresh running back coming in. Then you got this good offensive line. Then you still got Jalen Hurts who can run and throw this ball. You have to deal with But then you got to deal with Smith and Brown and Watkins and Zacchaeus, right? You got all four of those guys. But then you got to deal with Arnold and, and, and Goddard. Yes, this is with these guys have all been productive in, in this league. And this is a Super Bowl caliber that has people coming back from their Super Bowl team, the key players. No matter who they lost, they still have Smith, Brown, Goddard with Hurts in their line. They still got Cox, Graham, Sweat, Reddick, Slade, Bradbury. You know, if you don't want to include everybody else, those guys, they still got those guys to be the base of their Super Bowl team. You still got guys back for the Super Bowl team, Maddox. I mean, these guys did just come from a Super Bowl appearance. This is going to be a crazy good team. Uh, Jake Elliott going down. You know, the Eagles have a lot of history. Bowen, Chris Bonios, the, the, you know, the Jeff Feagles, the David Akers, you know, the, the guys that kicked for the Eagles, the legendary, you know, but Elliott's going right up there with them. Jake Elliott, man, how he even came on with the Eagles, winning the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Like, he's becoming a legendary kicker. Like, one of the – nobody's talking about his, his legacy. He's, he's kicked big-time kicks, uh, long kicks. Like, this guy, his there, – there's a possibility he could have one of those Hall of Fame careers, man. He's really that type of kicker. He's really done things and just been that guy. I think um, I think eventually he's just going to get better and better as years go on. You know, a kicker sit there and master his cracker. He's had some down years where you feel like he wasn't going to get the job and got the job. I think it was a couple of years after or the year after, one of those years, um, 
after the Super Bowl. You know, he just had a tough time, and he's looking like he's there. Sip also, I don't, I don't think he's going to lose there. He's a good kicker um, So he got hurt. He also got that Philly swag to him. I don't think he's going nowhere. As far as the returners, why not try Killy Ringo? I don't why why Killy Ringo or, or I think Divine Allen and Killy Ringo the two guys, Kobe's going to battle for it. But I'm looking at Divine Allen as another guy. Like why, if we're looking at receivers that make it, if Allen beats out Kobe, put him in there, man. I think Allen should be a return man. I think he should be. I think he's ready to be. He has the speed. Like what do we? What is the Eagles waiting for? He should be that fifth guy that make it, Devon Allen. And I think it should be Allen and Ringo. Or oh, Scott can be a, a kick returner. Scott, I think Scott being a kick returner is good. But Allen or Ringo should be returning returning kicks as punt. It's a punt returner. I think that should be that. Unless they want to go with Swift, who's another guy. Or you want to say, you don't want him to get you know, the ball with contact like that. They have a lot of ways to go. And returning kicks, they got some some pieces this year. You know, I'm surprised Quez Watkins ain't got the the, the shot at being a return guy with his speed. Um, they got some people though; they can do it. They got some people now, so it's different. But listen, y'all, I'm out. Just want to go through the the, the teams. It's a good team this year. Um, think about the offense. Um just to have what they have. It's the most automatic thing to think about. To have an offensive line and you still having all those running backs. You just can't deny all the running backs. Even if you say all Penny's injury, all Swift's injury, they're still both on the team right now. You have to worry about that. And they still got, then you got Gainwell and Scott who were part of their Super Bowl team. And then if you do your homework on, on Sermon, which you don't know is scary because you better know about Trey Sermon. He's a guy that he's, he's a power back that can run the football. This ain't got his chance. I mean, it happens in the league. Now he's with the Eagles, and, he, and you know, the coach talks good about him. It's something to look at. Just think about it. Really to think about it. I mean, Sermon could be a guy that gets a contract next year, and Penny doesn't get one. I think Swift stays here, but it, it's really something to look at how talented that running back room is. And Kennedy Brooks is another solid guy who's, you know, he's probably practice squad again. But now you're looking at this team and and um, the defense, you want to see. The thing is with Jalen Carter and I think even Nolan Smith, these are because they want to see what the safeties do. Is Edmonds going to impact? Is who's going to start on the other side? Um... But the thing is, all those guys are to me. They're gonna whoever does this is gonna be productive. They just got a good depth, good team depth on this team. All they need is experience. You see, that's the big thing with Philly. They just need to keep playing. They're young. They they mix for good vets, but they got a lot of young pieces that are the founders. You know, you look at Smith, you look at Brown, you look at Smith, you look at Goddard, you look at Hurts. Uh, they're all young. Now you got guys like Landon Dickinson and Jordan Mulata, young. You know, they're part of the, the, the Cam Jurgens. They're part of the movement now. Look at the young pieces. Carter is super important to this. Now he becomes a, the, the uh, priority, the number one 
piece since he was drafted so high in generational talent. He's the number one important piece. He has to progress. Jordan Davis has to progress. Both these picks are very important. And then Nicobe Dean has to progress. These guys are the putting all the hype in the Philadelphia Bulldogs thing. This is this is why the defense isn't by some analysts then even going for the gusto, like saying, you know, the people gotta see this, but Philadelphia has to listen. Philadelphia defense, potentially on on the ceiling level, could be the best defense in the league. If you get a guy like Jalen Carter to come in there with a Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis to be the person he's going to be, he comes in there with Carter. You got Cox, Carter, and Davis being, you know, what the ceiling level projects, what they're saying, what they're supposed to be, what everybody was hyped about from Davis from last year. I'm just saying. Just those three alone, that's terror all year. Then you got Brandon Graham and Sweat being who they're still going to be. But, oh, you forget about Smith and, and, and Reddick. Oh, you forget about N'Kobe Dean and Morrow. Man, got to throw that ball to who? Slay and Bradbury with Maddox. Then you look at Terrell Edmonds. That's, I'm not, if you don't know about Terrell Edmonds, shame on you. But then if you, okay, you, you look at it and let's talk about the proven guy. Whoever starts is who starts, but Reed Blankenship. Look what he did last year. This is a defense that <sighs> the talent of Justin Evans, the talent of Kevon Wallace, the talent of Sidney Brown. This is a good team. So, man, I'm out. Um, I'll be back more to talk more Eagles. Um, just wanted to preview and go into because you got on the 12th. The Eagles played their first game. They played against the Ravens on August 12th. Um, so this is going to be something to look at. Uh, good to see Mariota. You see Hurts do a little this and that or whatever, but going to be good to see how Mariota plays. I'm really anxious to see how, you know, uh, Penny, I want to see how he runs. I you know, want to do too much with him, Swift. Um it's good to see Sermon's going to be a guy to look at. Him and Brooks, I think Trey Sermon, guys like Trey Sermon and Boston Scott will be the guys. We want to see them get run and see what they do because we see if this depth is real. Um, man, it's going to be something to see the depth on this team now to see which guys are doing good. It's a lot of guys, Eli Ricks, Greedy Williams. This is going to be a real fun preseason because there's so many names on here. You want to see who's good for real on every level that they have now. Philadelphia's that type of team. This is a future team. Uh, you want to see, what well, is Davion Taylor good? Is Kyron Johnson good? We know Patrick Johnson's out now. So now it's going to be something to see if T- Davion Taylor and uh, Kyron Johnson get the nod. Are they going to step up? The Christian Ellis thing is even more evident now of him making it with his, his talent. So this is going to be good to see. Uh, Jerry and Robinson, Jerry's Robinsons, is he good? Um, really want to see uh, Derek Barnett play. I'm really, really, really want to see him play. I want to see him 
get out there and, and you know, I want to see if he, him back. I'm really rooting on him. So this is a big, 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 big time Eagles team right now. I'm out, y'all. This is Follow Leader. And follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm out.